0: Hey, hey, what's going on? It's your home correspondent, John Ross Marcus. Scott's coming back at you with the Way Too Much AMC podcast. Hope everybody's having a great day. And this show is going to be similar to some of the ones I've done here recently as far as just reviewing music and you know, talking about culture and applying it, you know, that, that way. So, you know, first of all, I hope that everybody's been enjoying those. Um, it's been a little bit different than what I have What I typically do, as far as like going and reading news articles and connecting those, connecting the dots with politics and culture and media and that that type of thing, but it's it's the same, you know, thought process. In the fact, in the sense that my whole shtick is that if if we're gonna have a revolution here, it's got to come from the bottom up. It's got to come out the mud, right? Like it's not gonna be people at the top that already got what they got ain't trying to, like, change anything. We're going to have to do it down here. It's going to explode from the bottom. And so I've, I've reviewed several of Jelly Roll songs, several of uh, Oliver Anthony's music, some of Roddy Rich. i got some stuff I'm, about to start, I'm going to start coming out where I talk about some Kevin Gates music, stuff like that. But the, the general, the gist of what I'm trying to prove here is that these communities that are supposedly so different namely the black hood community, working class, white, white trashy, trailer ho- trailer hoodie type community, his- the Hispanic community. Like, we're not supposed to get along. Supposedly, we hate each other. That's what the people in the media and the elite would be telling you, that like the Ku Klux Klan's running amok and black people hate everything that's about white people and everybody hates Masons coming across the border. What a really... It's all bullshitting. I mean, like, it ain't real life. And so the songs I've been reviewing are proof positive of that, that the message, the message of the narrative of life in America is crossing racial lines, cultural lines. And if we'll see it, if we can see it in the moment right now and grab a hold of it and use it as a way to communicate with one another, we can do some we can do some special things, and so the song I'm going to be reviewing today is actually two songs. All right, and I was funny enough, I was put onto this. I didn't even know this kind of stuff existed, but somebody sent it to me on TikTok. All right, so there's these mashups they do where they literally will, will mash two songs together, and it'll work, and it's it's all and it's it's awesome. All right, so the two songs today. It's going to be Tupac's Dear Mama, who's obviously Tupac is a – everybody knows who Tupac is, no matter if you listen to rap or not. So he's a Hall of Famer, not not even with us anymore. But I'm telling you, if you go back and listen to Tupac's lyrics, watch the Dear Mama documentary on Hulu, you'll realize that Tupac was saying a lot of things that's being said today in the 90s. His mother was saying them in the 70s and 80s. And it's going to be matched up with Morgan Wallen's Thought You Should Know. And so I – think that morgan wallen's going to be going to end up going down as one of the greats when again he's a storyteller he's authentic he's genuine dude's from northeast tennessee sneedville tennessee i mean dude it is it is neck up in there all right it used to be like where deer camp was for my stepdaddy and stuff so some good there's some good deer hunting up in them down in, them in parts but as far as culturally and background and all that. It's also kind of funny because people would probably think Tupac was the one that, you know, because he was portrayed himself as a gangster and all that. He was pretty, a pretty educated dude. You know, I'm pretty sure he went to like Juilliard or something. And you got Morgan Wallen, who's from the trailer hood, trashy as hell. All right, the mold ain't a lie. Dude's tra- dude is why trashy like me. All right. So, like, just like the, the dichotomies there to me are, fu- are, are funny. But they're both singing to their mama. And they both, the message is the, is the same, and it's a message of a, of, a, to, of a son to a mother, basically saying thank you. Thank you for taking care of me, raising me. You know, when my deadbeat daddy wasn't around, like I know you was worried about me thinking I was going to, I was about to fly off the radar and just do a bunch of dumb shit and end up in prison or dead or whatever, and I I, I didn't, and I want to thank you for it. It's basically the message. And so, uh, but hey, listen, I, you know, that's obviously enough commentary from me before you hear the song i'm not going to play the whole song and then come back to it i'm going to stop i'm going to stop throughout and discuss it and put it it'll put the cultural context around it and I, but i'd love to know your thought your thoughts and your feedback and comments and all that stuff afterwards so again thanks for listening and i hope you enjoy the show here we go
1: Young me and my mama had beef, seventeen years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that can take my mama's place. Suspended from school. I'm scared to go home. I-
0: Alright, first of all, so right there we go. This dude's from the hood, right? His mom literally went up against CIA without a without a high school diploma. And one represented herself. Alright, but she was about that life. She was in the game. No dad around. Toby didn't have a dad. Didn't have a daddy really. So his mommy took care of him. How many of us rednecks from East Kentucky can relate to that? Pretty much every damn one of us. Right. So we had this special type bond with our moms, where it's like we were almost like brother and sister. They were our moms were young. You know, like trying to find a man to love them. While trying to deal with this kid, trying to feed us, trying to keep trying to keep us from being roughnecks and not get and dropping out of school that kind of thing. Let's get back to it.
1: I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. said tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was bored and other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce. Again, the cultural the cultural
0: bridge in these communities. I I'm, I'm learning more and more on this as I, as it's all brought to light to me. Is the moms, the grandma, the grandmothers, the mammals, the grannies, the big mamas, right? Like in this country over the last twenty five years, if you were poor. Work or working class and below. I'm almost almost the point where I consider working class. Working class poor people. Grandmas, mammas, big mamas, grannies. They held it all together. Like without them, we definitely would all probably be in prison. Right, but we all had we all had mostly all of us have half brothers and sisters, step brothers and sisters. I got two half-brothers, two half three half-sisters. But no matter what, we all, it's like, it's the mom that we went to, right, that, that was dealing with all of our bullshit and was, like, holding, us, holding it all together. I think it's interesting that from the hood of New York to the hollers of Eastern Kentucky, it's just how, how similar the, our,
1: our upbringing was. Let's get back to it. Stress I caused. It was hell. Hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was the black queen, mama. I finally.
0: Now, see, I can't relate. I, my white mama wasn't a black queen, right? But what he's saying is we put our we all put our moms on a pedestal that was like they were the ones that were holding it all together and most of us was more worried about getting in trouble with our moms and our for me it was my mom all than we were getting in trouble with police and the police knew that but that we were more worried about that
1: stand that,
0: woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man and that, this are, that there's probably the start of this song that like really got me got me uh thinking and like you you know these these songs couldn't it's what's awesome it's what's crazy that Morgan Wallen and Tupac have both wrote these this song these songs so early in life cuz you know Tupac died young it was like none of us we all took our moms and our mamas for granted, all of us, big mamas for granted. mean I, I, I particularly, I mean, it was like all my buddies, all of my buddies, it was just their moms and their mamas. There was not no damn baddies around, black nor white. For me, it was like it was my mama, my buddy Shadi's mom, Bo, so Bo, Bo was around, she wild. Mother, buddy, Brandon, Brandon Jefferson, his his mother, his mother, Big Risa, was was one of the ones we was all scared of her ass, all of us. She was like, hey, she was a big mama, she took care of all of us. We need something to eat, she was gonna feed us. But God, God rest her soul. I'll still remember her laughing, her 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 laughing, her ass off whenever I was asking about if it was okay that I use the African Pride shampoo, and she just thought that was the funniest funniest stuff ever. But again, it's like. At the time, we didn't realize how hard it was for them and what kind of task they they had been tasked with on trying to raise a man, how hard it is for a woman to raise a man. We didn't realize it. Most of us do now as we as we get into adulthood. But, you know, how many of us didn't realize it in time and ended up in prison or dead, you know?
1: raise was committed a poor single mother on welfare tell me how you did there's no way I can pay you back but the plan is to show you that I understand you all appreciate
0: it. so there's no way we can ever pay them back like they should've just kicked our kicked our, kicked our trashy asses to the curb but they, they they stuck with us thank God so under their detriment probably should just board of mission and you know, especially for me, I like I have two half brothers that my mother's still married to their father. And here you got this little you know, you got me this little like outcast that's really kind of hampered you know, putting a damper on the family that of this like old this old remnant of this of this previous life of this other man. But my mom stuck with me and always had my back.
1: Love you, sweet Dear lady. Mama, Place no one You all appreciate
2: it. Don't you know we love What's going on, Mama? Something's down on me. I ain't been home in some months. Been of songs and women making some bad decisions. God knows I'm drinking too much. Yeah. I can live with this
0: so much for in college and even today. Cause it's like. People think I'm 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 a city boy. That's like all my people still down in the still down in the mountains, down in the hollers, and I get, I, don't, I don't get home that much. You know, and here he says, taking chasing chasing drugs and women, making some bad decisions. God knows I'm drinking too much. All of us mountain boys that came up out the mountains and went to college, all all know what he's talking about there. All of us. I mean, I thought I was gonna give my mommy a heart attack when I when i got my when i got a tattoo and she started hearing me drinking whiskey and all that but her put it we don't put her through so much through so much yet
2: i know you've been worried about me you've been losing sleep since 93. i thought you should know that all those prayers you thought you wasted on me must have finally made their way on through i thought you should know i got me in this down there, Jeff a city, and she lets me face whenever I want to. yeah I'm still proud of where I came from. Still, on the dance on. Can you believe I'm on the radio? Start you to know. Start you
0: to know. Start you to know. That definitely is my story right there as well. I know she thought she was wasting her prayers on me. I know she did. I left home. Found me a good old lady, wife I've been married to now for damn near fifteen years. We've been together for seventeen now. But I know she'd been losing sleep. I know my mom had been nervous since nineteen eighty six. I know she had been. And then when my dad died of a drug overdose in ninety seven, I'm sure she was thinking like, "Oh damn, I'm about to be just like every other holler mama." It's in his blood. He's gonna like, there's no, there's no way he don't end up, end up on them pills on that booger sugar, in that bottle, right? No way. So she's been praying, been worried about it. So that's why she was every time she heard about me drinking or whatever, she's freaking out. Don't, you can't tell me every hood mommy ain't thinking that too. They see the gang violence and they see but it's, what, how hard it is for men trying to come up in the streets, and the government ain't, like the government may think they're trying to help, but they're just making it harder. We ain't disciplining our kids in schools. We're letting them get into fights in the bus, spray pepper spray over people, or shoot them on the at the bus stop. All that bullshit, and the kids aren't getting any discipline now, especially here in Jefferson County, the major metropolitan area of Kentucky. They're not getting they're not getting any of it. So then they turn 16, 17, straight into prison with no with no with no chance of rehabilitation because they weren't willing to discipline them when they were young. So these moms from both areas, from. The Black moms, the spam moms and the redneck moms, they all they they, they all can relate with this. All right now now it's going to go beat now. the mashup's going back to Tupac.
1: Here we go. There ain't nobody tell us it was fair. No love for my daddy cause the cowl wasn't there. You passed away and I didn't cry cause my anger wouldn't let me feel full stranger. They say him
0: r- <laughs> I in particular can relate with this one. My dad, he was around, but he was never around. When you live in a small town, you or you live in the hood, you all you're always seeing your daddy out out the run away. He's always coming the away. You know what I'm saying? like driving by. I mean, I can see I can see myself sitting down in the, down by the courthouse right now. And my dad driving by in a black cat, black Cadillac. I don't know how he got it. Probably stole it or something. Had it for like two weeks. It was gone. Drunk off his ass, waving at him. You know what I mean? I'd be like, that's my dad. He don't give a damn about me. So. On that faithful morning, February eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven, I believe. Yep, nineteen ninety seven. When the when the principal came over to the intercom, was like, "Mr. Cox, you need to come to front. You need to come to front." I already knew what it was. I knew dude was dead. I knew it. And I remember this feeling too. I remember having, I remember making myself cry because, like, I felt like such a bad person that I that I, I didn't naturally want to. But honestly, it looks like my anger wouldn't let me feel for no stranger. You know what I'm saying? So, again, black-ass dude, redneck-ass dude, he's, I mean, he's saying exactly how I was feeling. And I was probably hearing the song right around that time when my dad was dead because I was the music I was listening to in the, in the late 90s. Long in the
1: marvelous, but all along I was looking for a father, he was gone. I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I'm
0: Boom, there's another big one right there What, I, what, have, I been, what have I been saying? Me, boys are looking for three things Where are they at? I gotta, They're in this little pamphlet I gotta find them They're looking for who's with me, who's in charge, what's our mission When your damn daddy ain't around to give it to you Give you the answer to those three questions You seek the answers elsewhere which is gangs, which is in a trailer park, you know, it's your posse you run around with and you're committing little petty burglaries with that you're getting locked up with. Like, you're literally, I mean, I, there's, there's a culture out there, literally, where you are, when you're young, you're trying to get caught by the police so you can prove you ain't a snitch. So it's like whenever the, when people wonder why are little kids hanging out with these thugs, well, two parties told you because they show a young brother love when the daddies ain't.
1: Moved out, started really hanging. I needed money of my own, so I started slanging. I ain't guilty because even though I sell rocks, it feels good putting money in your mailbox. I love paying rent when the rent's too much hope you got the diamond necklace that i sent to you because when i was low you was for me you never left me alone because you cared for me and i can there's
0: another one right there something people don't realize people want to know why people sell drugs and why people get caught in the trap and all that if you're from the hood all right and you ain't got a high school diploma and you got a you got a rap sheet a mile long or you're from Eastern kentucky you ain't got a high school diploma and you got face tattoos Nick tattoos all over you, and she, I mean, like, what kind of real job are you trying to get? The answer is, you ain't getting one. And these people that everybody thinks, that they, that dehuman, they dehumanize these gangsters, that dehumanize these trailer trash people, these like, these Hispanics that are out selling drugs, that are in gangs, that they, they people think that they're just te- awful human beings. God's honest truth is this. They're all human beings that at the end of the day, have the same wants, needs, and desires as everybody else. Who's with me? Who's in charge? What's our mission? They want to pay the rent. They want to give their kids a little something-something. They may not have the ability to give them the loyalty and be there, being, being there day in, day out, because they never saw it themselves. So they don't know how to do it. But they know how to go out and sling, you know, do a little slinging on a corner, make a little bread, and go buy them a PlayStation or some shit. They know how to do that. They have the same wants and desires as the people up in the corner office.
1: See you coming home after work late. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. You're just working with the scraps you was given. And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving. But now the road got rough, you're alone. You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own. And there's no way I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate
0: All right, so again, most of us didn't even know we was poor growing up. Most of us didn't even know. I still remember walking around with buddies paying with like monopoly money at the grocery store at pick Pack. I still remember that. We didn't even know. It was just normal. There's so much government assistance in Eastern Kentucky and in the hood that like it's just normal. We all remember our moms getting home super late. Grandma's getting home super late, making us little something to eat after our ball game or whatever. I remember well, I, I remember how much my grandma Yufa loved making me and my cousin Jerry Wayne food. Even though when he'd be in trouble and stuff, she just loved making him feel good. I was like, making supper was how she made all the men in the, in the family feel, feel valued. Here's a, but here's the deal, and it's, I want my mom to hear this. And I want my wife to hear this. There ain't no way, there's no way we can pay them back, ever. Because it was, they was having to do job the job of the man and the and the the, of the mom and the dad. she'd never been asked of them. I can never pay them back for that. It's bullshit that old, old dude wasn't there. I don't care what his excuses were. I don't care what the reasons were. You could have been there. You didn't have to offer yourself appeals. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And my mom had and my mom had to pick up the pieces, just like Pox. Mom did and thousands, tens of thousands, if not millions of others, definitely millions of others over the past four decades have had to do. So we can't pay them back, but by God, we can show them we understand. Here we go. Don't you
1: know. And dear mama, please,
2: no one above Oh, by the way, mama, didn't mean to ramble on. How's everything back at home? Yeah, how's that garden coming? Is that still doing dumb? And how'd he keep you this long? Yeah, I'm sorry that I called you so late. I just miss you, but anyway. I you to know that all those prayers you thought you wasted on me. But they finally made their way on through. I want you to know I got me a new girl down there. As a CDA. Yeah. She lets me fish whenever I want to. Yeah, I'm still proud of where I came from. Still the only dance song Can you believe I'm on the radio? to know about you to know you to know. You to know yeah I know you've been worrying about me you've been losing sleep since 93
0: all of us all of us that can, can that, that have made it out all of us star from the bottom we have all sent our mom one of them 2 a.m when when 2 a.m. takes message mom hey mommy I know you know what I'm talking about we're just like, "Hey, mom, I love you," and probably scared them to death even more. It's like, "Hey, I want you to know I love you. Thank you." And yeah, it's normally it normally it's normally coming from a time where like I, where I'm depressed, or I'm sad or whatever, some bad shit's going on. I'm, so there's a lot of uncertainty out, that, like something going on in my life or whatever. And like, the only thing I think of is just like I just want to tell my mom, "Hey, I love you." I shouldn't even be here right now anyway. You don't even worry about me. For me specifically, I do. You know, God sent me my wife because He knew I needed a strong woman. He knew. I mean, He knew I wouldn't make it. I tell people all the time, like my wife, saved, she saved my life. I'd be back. At best, I'd be back in East Kentucky working at Walmart, coaching middle football. At best, let's finish it out here. I think the, the, the lyrics may be over. Let's let's, let's just finish it up.
1: Dear Mama.
2: Alright,
0: there we go. So that's that. That's it. And I ain't gonna keep you much longer. It's already been 25 minutes. To get through one song, but I'm gonna leave you with this. How how awesome is it? How cool is it? I mean, to me, it's just cool shit. A song that was written, what? I mean, well over 20 years ago. A song that was written in a, a song that was written within the last two years, from two dudes from two totally different backgrounds. You know, like one grew up in the in the hood of New York City ended up at a fancy art college or whatever. I can't remember where it was I can't remember where it was he ended up at. End I think it, but also at the end of the out in LA and you got this like redneck ass dude from Sneedville, Tennessee. He'll say he's from Knoxville, dude's from Sneedville. Not Sneedville, Sneadville. All right. Like we're talking about as East Tennessee redneck country as it gets. All right, I mean, the heart of Appalachia. Both at the end of the day had the same thought in mind once they hit it big was like, hey, I need to thank my mom. I need to thank my mama. Not because that's just the natural thing to do, but because I want the world to know this is my mom that was the rock of the, that was the rock of things. It was my mama. It was big mama. It was granny. For most of us, them daddy, them damn daddies wasn't around. Jackie Cox was not around. I'm carrying a torch for him as we look just dead, at least, we look just a damn like. and I'm fighting his demons every day, fighting them every day. All my some of my homies, especially my buddy Pink, used to do this show with me. He know he'll, he'll tell you like it's all it's like constantly on my mind that Dad, my daddy issues, right? Pac had them, Wallin's got them. Most people from the hood, from the holler, Mason's coming up here, that's in the drug game and all. Like listen, we are we're all we are all going through the same shit. And we all agree on so many things. And we just got to cut out all the noise and all the establishment people, and we got to talk to each other. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. I appreciate you all, and you all have a great issue day.